Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts tossed popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll. And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. <laughs> this podcast is a safe town for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching The Last Picture Show. <laughs> slept with him? Mama! Number 95 on the AFI list. <gasps> Warning! There will be spoilers about this boob old film. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. A film about a town. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Content warning. Oh, ooh. for so many things. Content warning for um, racism, racism, general. a lot of misogyny. Yes, a lot of like assault stuff. Uh huh. Um, not, not questionable. Not, no consent. consent. Yeah, consent not ret- not retrieved. Hmm. Um, questionable uh, dialogue around mental aptitude. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. statutory assault. Yeah. Oh, yes. As we were saying, a movie My full word. of unacceptable behavior. Unacceptable. <laughs> the behavior in this film was Don't unacceptable. Film, if you were to watch this film, it's the opposite of what you should do. That's right. <laughs> the film itself, very inappropriate. An inappropriate and unacceptable 
production. Oh well, my gosh. Sienna, Liana. did you did you know anything? Anything knew, at all? I knew nothing about this film. Oh my god, great. I, I cannot still wait, feel please. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> I my eyeballs were on it the whole time and I have no idea what happened. Liana, here's my prediction for okay. the last picture show. Hi Liana. It's Sienna. Hmm, hello. I'm about to watch The Last Picture Show. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of this. Mm. I saw that it's from the 1970s. Yeah. So I apologize to you. Thank you. Wow. I can't imagine what this could be about. <laughs> Maybe it is a period piece. Ooh. Wait. Hmm. About the last picture show. <laughs> okay. I'm guessing it's either in the future. <laughs> oh. When they stop showing movies. Oh. Or it's in the past when they stopped uh Calling it a picture show. <laughs> oh, wow. This is so such a bad prediction. And I do apologize. But I do love you. Aw. And goodbye. Bye. I love the idea of a man making a film about a future so terrifying yeah. because they didn't show any movies. Can you what even would, imagine? What would happen? What, what would, happen? would we do? Uh, there were times where I thought this might be sort of a Twilight Zone sort of experience. Oh, that could have been cool. But then it was. We just always have better down. ideas for the films <laughs> yeah. than what the films actually end up being. They should have come to us first and been like, "Here's the title. What do you yeah. think this will be?" Come to us. Well, um, Liana, I'd love to hear your prediction for the last picture show. Hi, Sienna. It's Liana. Hi. I am about to watch the Hi. last picture show. That's almost us. We're not far off from that. Oh. I don't know anything about it, except I think my eyeballs accidentally saw that it's from the 70s, which is uh -huh. annoying because I wish that it was uh -huh. instead that very uh -huh. first movie where the rocket ship goes into the moon's eyeball or whatever. I predict... I have no idea what that is. You know what? I think this might be a Western, just because it's got the energy of like... I have no idea what that is. One last... I'll show you. I'll show you. Ride. After. I guess one last picture show. Who knows? Uh, there's going to be men in it. Love you. Bye. Um, well, Liana, thank you for your prediction. Thank you. Thanks I'm, for yours. It's amazing that this was from 1971 and they Ugh. managed to make it <laughs> everything that you hate so quickly. Yeah. So, so soon into that decade. Fast. Oh my gosh. It was like a light switched when it became the 70s. And you can always tell. It would be hard to design a movie less for us mm -hmm. than this film. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Sienna, please explain to the listener why that is with a synopsis, and may I say, the best of luck to you, of the last picture show. Listener, her face is in her palm. <laughs> a horny, gross high school senior in a dead-end town tries to get laid. <laughs> Everyone in this small town in Texas has the worst sex ever. But they yeah. keep having affairs anyway. Mm -hmm. It's about dot 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 life, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of nudity. Oh. The end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess important characters are our main character. Yep. Uh, what's his name? Sonny? Ooh. Yeah, Sonny. Our main okay. character, Sonny. <laughs> his best friend. I guess Dwayne, Dwayne, and then uh, Sybil Shepherd plays JC, mm -hmm. and then um, 
Cloris Leachman plays uh, this woman, an older woman who he has an affair with, the the wife of the basketball coach. Yes. Yeah. So that's mostly it. I mean, there's like, despite that being the main through line is just like some kind of bored teens wandering around a town. There's Mm -hmm. so many weird naked moments that you never could have predicted. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness me. Oh my goodness me. What an inappropriate piece. Me oh my. Oh my word. And oh my stars. And oh my god. (laughs) But Liana... Yes. I would love to hear. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would mm-hmm. love to hear some historical context for this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I really yeah. want to give one prediction already. Oh, good. Please. Is this, did this coin the zoom in monologue? Because they do it so many times. <laughs> Baby, I have no idea. Great. I Great. do not know. I'll what is the zoom in monologue? Just a monologue where they're slowly zooming in on someone's face because they had every I character like in this happened. had a stupid monologue. Well, you know what? We will get into it. Okay. And I have a guess as to maybe who did it first. Oh. But before that, hello, um, yeehaw, and welcome to the historical context for The Last Picture Show, the 1971 film that was in black and white, even <laughs> though it didn't have to be. Oh, yeah. Based on the semi autobiographical 1966 novel, of course, of the same title by a guy named Larry McMurtry. That is so embarrassing because this movie is about a guy being like, I wish I could have sex. I really want to have sex with somebody. Oh, Uh, yeah. And don't worry, that guy is not who Larry is. (laughs) What? Larry's Dwayne, baby. Of course. I think. I actually don't know if that's true. Hmm. <laughs> Cloris Leachman won Best Supporting Actress Oscar. Won the Best Supporting Actress Oscar for her portrayal of Ruth. Ruth Popper, if you can believe it. The scene where she throws the coffee pot at the very end, she did in one take the first time with no rehearsal. Whoa. A very hashtag slay. Slay, Cloris. That's like the new slow Loris. <laughs> I don't know Slay Cloris. Oh, it's a little um, little animal. Aww. Ben Johnson won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar for his portrayal of Sam, who is not a man that I remembered was in the film oh. until I was informed that he won an Oscar for that role. <laughs> he was the very crusty guy who dies. The guy, yeah. Every time he was on screen, I sort of couldn't see him. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> he was impossible to understand. Yes, I turned on subtitles so fast for this movie. I said, oh, whoa. I scrambled for the remote. For a second, I was like, has my time in England really changed me this much that I can no longer understand Americans? But no, no. (laughs) Fear not. He was speaking a different language. Roger Ebert about the film said, quote, the film is above all an evocation of mood. (laughs) End quote. And of course, that's not the inflection he wrote it with. But as a young woman, that's how I read it. An evocation of mood. Mood as hell. 
There was a sequel to this movie called Texasville set in the early 80s that was filmed about 20 years later and got a lot of the original cast back together, Uh, but flopped. hmm. The movie was regarded as a, quote, dirty, end quote, movie when it first came out, particularly by the people from the town where it was filmed in and technically inspired by, which was Larry McMurtry's hometown of Archer City in Texas. People were very scandalized by the movie, even in 1971, but also the book when it came out, people were scandalized by as well. The film The Last Picture Show was directed by Peter Bogdanovich. Why does he sound so familiar? Does he sound familiar I to you? I looked him up too, because he seems Same. so familiar, and I didn't uh-huh. recognize any of that. I couldn't stuff. find a single thing. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I don't uh-huh. know. Peter Bogdanovich, the director of the film, had an affair with Sybil Shepard, the star of the film, over the course of the film. She was 21. He was 31, I believe. He ended his marriage with his wife, who was working on the film and convinced him to do the movie in the first place. No. (laughs) His wife is a woman named Polly Platt. She's a production designer. And they had two daughters at the time. My Jesus Christ. And uh-huh. this is like Sybil Shepherd like doing a strip and everything like that. Oh god. It's so it's it was her first feature film, Sybil Shepherd's, and also mm-hmm. apparently the only film in which she does any topless scenes. So first and last for that. And you wonder why. Uh, Peter Bogdanovich was a huge fan of Orson Welles. <laughs> And this is where maybe the zoom-in monologue was inspired. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like, even point. if Citizen Kane... Citizen Kane was one long zoom-in monologue, yeah. it felt like. Wait, that's so funny. Yeah. Peter Bogdanovich also lived with Quentin Tarantino for a time in the 2000s. That makes perfect sense to me. Yep. <laughs> and he was a big influence on directors Noah Baumbach and Wes Anderson, who, of all the men, I think... And I'm happy to retract this when it inevitably turns out not to be true. Might not be the worst. Um, we see a movie house in this movie, you know, just yeah. a, pic- a place for oh. the picture shows. Right. And the rise of TV in the 50s somewhat meant the decline of people going to the cinema. So it did sometimes occur what happened in the movies, in the movie of picture houses having to close because not enough people were coming to them because people were staying home and watching the television. And finally, the Korean War. We've done a little bit of a synopsis of this before, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because the film takes place in Texas in 1951 to 1952, which is right at the dawn and then the middle of the Korean War. And it ends with one of the main characters, Dwayne, shipping off to Korea. Korea had been part of the Japanese Empire since the beginning of the 20th century. Then, after World War II, it was divided between the Soviets and the U.S. along the 38th parallel. The war itself was from June 1950 to July 1953. The film takes place from about November 1951 to November 1952, so pretty smack in the middle of it. By July of 1950, American troops entered the war on South Korea's behalf. The American government saw it as a war against communism and thus felt that they needed to enter it very urgently. An armistice was signed on July 27th, 1953, about three years later. 
and a new boundary was drawn near the 38th parallel that gave South Korea an extra 1,500 square miles of territory and created the two-mile-wide demilitarized zone, or DMZ, that is still in place today. Five million people died in the Korean War. More than half of that number were civilians. Oh. it's estimated that it's about 10% of Korea's pre-war population was wow. killed in the Korean War. Almost 40,000 Americans died in action and an additional 100,000 Americans were wounded. The Korean War is often referred to as, quote, the Forgotten War, end quote, because it gets overshadowed, particularly, I think, in the American school system by World War II and Vietnam on either side of it. And that is the end of the historical context for the last picture show, a very booby movie. A very booby movie. Ooh, Liana, thank you so much for that historical context. Thank you. Uh, If you'll excuse us, we have to take a short several minute ad break, which is longer than any of the intercourse in this movie (coughs) was. Hmm. started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today 
and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. You know, anytime I get to talk about war, <laughs> Makes I'm going to ignore the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, it's unfortunately time to move on to our phone mm-hmm. notes mm-hmm. where we talk about the notes that we took on our phones while watching the movie. Liana, your first note is, are these boys gay, I hope? I also <laughs> had this moment. I thought they, they were, were speaking kiss. so close to each other. And it turns My out my fingers were just... crossed so hard. It was just like a nurturing relationship. Yeah. Like a like a friendship. Yeah. Uh, Boo. <laughs> and Sienna, uh-huh. you have zagged with a very fun and interesting first note, which is, I think yodeling is cool. <laughs> I can't deny it. I, I can't I, that deny makes it. so much sense. As like in the Tetris that is you of like facts about Sienna, that one is like a straight bar either vertical or horizontal, fitting right in. First of all, beautiful little <laughs> metaphor right there. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, and it's cool. I mean, how are they doing that? Throwing that voice around. And this, all of his, uh, what he was listening to on the radio was Yodel. Oh, the songs, the, the Hank, whatever. Famously with the Yodeling Boy sings. Leonie, you have said movie in which a man watches a movie. Is that another genre? genre? I was just going to say, I think that this may be another genre of film. Shawshank Redemption. uh, Oh, uh, that's true. Although that was this guy is the best. But movies can be more than one genre. Yeah, we're talking about a double genre situation. Because the movie in in which a man watches a movie, most of the time I'd say it's probably one scene. Mm -hmm. But you, you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened in a lot of them, though. It's very much just, again, this, oh, I, I'm a director who loves other directors, yeah. so I'm going to put in a, a movie by a different director who I really love. Yeah. And then we have to watch a man <laughs> watch a movie. It was all about sex, and it was the least sexy yeah. thing, the least sexy movie mm-hmm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of these creepy things where probably the part that would be thought of as like sexiest is um, like Sybil Shepard removing her clothing. Oh, yeah. I hated that. And that's like not even her. Like later she has sex, Mm -hmm. but it's the part where she has like less agency. That's like the sexy part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like her kind of like nervously taking off her clothes. And yes, Mm -hmm. she chose to do that in this. Like she was. I will give that her character wanted to do these things. Right. um, Sort of. Yeah. The like tantalizing yeah. part of her being like, oh, um, I guess I'll remove the, the, is the part that they spent the most time on versus yep. like, why don't you have a, if she wants to bang so bad, let's have like a beautiful scene of her getting it and loving it. 
<laughs> there were no scenes of her getting it and loving it. Lots of people want to get it. All right. She wanted to get yeah. it and she didn't. She got nothing. Mm-mm. She got a couple dry th- humps. Dry as the Texas desert. My God. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody kiss? Oh, my gosh. They do, but it's bad. They'll kiss for like a second and then and they look ugly doing it. It's terrible to watch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw your note. Is anyone here Ron Howard? Because if you are, you have to tell me. <laughs> You'll see later. But I, kinda, I think I get where you're coming from with that one. I, I feel that the best way to sum up the last picture show is it's like if American graffiti got slapped by the dust bowl. That is so accurate. (laughs) That is so accurate because it's something kind of just made by men for men that you're watching the whole time. Like, what is this? Yeah. And a lot of hookups in cars set in the 50s, teens at the end of high school. So many similarities. And so I was like, oh, gosh, I got to be on the lookout because anybody in this movie might be Ron Howard. Yeah, and I wouldn't know. Senior year. What are you going to go mm-hmm. do with your life as somebody mm-hmm. in the 50s? Yep. Liana, I think we need to talk a little bit about Chloris. Chloris. You've said, seems inevitable that sad wife bones the basketball team. Yeah. <sighs> so. And they did. And they did. And by the way, I said teen. She wrote teen, mm-hmm. not team. <laughs> she only that's a different one. film yeah also from the 70s <laughs> yeah she they so this basketball teen he's a senior in high school he has an affair with his basketball coach's wife and none of it is nobody at any point is like oh remember when you turned 18 in september wasn't that a fun day like any line <laughs> would have been great <laughs> I loved the day you turned 18 and became a legal adult. Oh, I'm hungry. That was such a good day. I wish I had a bite of my 18th birthday cake. <laughs> That's in my freezer because it, so it was so long ago. Because I've been 18 for months. <laughs> just, a, you know, that's probably a deleted scene that they just thought they didn't have time yeah, for. Yeah, But I they think they should have put it back in. Yeah, yeah. They should have put that right back in. What's crazy to me about this movie and the sex of it all is like, okay, so sure. They're tr- maybe like... There's not a lot of passion there. And then as they keep hooking up, like, you know, they they kiss more passionately or whatever. So maybe this is implying this is not the preferred way of doing these sex acts. <laughs> he's just sort of gets on top of her and is slowly and robotically thrusting. I, you know, one thing that I've sort of noticed as she cries. that film has, she was crying and it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I think film has evolved in this specific way, which is that. In modern movies, during any sex scene, there's always a moment (laughs) off screen, off camera, where you can see it go in. (laughs) Like they specifically do some little motion to show like, okay, it's in now. It's in. And then they start boning. And in none of the scenes in this movie, was it ever clear if it was in or not. So I actually thought by the end of it that JC was still a virgin because there had been no clear moment of... It's in. What they needed in this film was a line saying, I love so much how you're 18 years old. And then every single woman would be like, okay, it's in. (laughs) Just for me to understand. Yeah. I got got (laughs) them. Target acquired. Yeah, definitely. Because that's what, in real life, in real life, anyone receiving 
a member. I'm so oh sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't really know how to say that. Anybody on the receiving end mm-hmm. <laughs> likes to say in a very sexy way. Yeah. We're in. We're in. Hacking the mainframe. Yeah. You know, just some sort of yeah. some sort of indication. All right. And go for thrusting. We're uh-huh. in. The eagle has landed. The eagle just has anything. landed. <laughs> I almost said the same thing. Mm. You said somehow they managed to cover every ween. And now uh, I in my I in my tragedies, I think, said it as um no peen scene. Mm-hmm. No peen scene. They covered every ween. Uh-huh. And once again, in my tenure as a host of this podcast, I am forced to clarify, I am not a pervert. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, in the pool party scene, oh. which she described as a swimming party and turned out to just be nude. Yes. Everyone was nude in this pool scene. Everyone uh-huh. is nude and you see all of every woman in it. And every somehow part. every man has tactfully laying a forearm across that pissed me off the pelvis that really was, pissed me off it was gender inequality it really is messed up i don't know who why, why is that is it because the director doesn't want to see a peen yeah probably oh god i don't know ew 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 okay maybe also, maybe one guy in there had just the, such a beautiful penis that it would have been distracting <laughs> and then everybody else is like well i don't want to show mine next to this adonis this goes without saying or everyone's penis was bad right (laughs) (laughs) they're like "Mm, okay that's a bad one cover yeah they start shooting they're like oh whoa (laughs) we did not screen test these (laughs) (laughs) every penis is so bad They're like panning across. <laughs> Ooh, oh. oh my god, cut that. Oh my Yo, god, that one too. Cover Whoa. it up. Cover it this up. This is unusable no, footage. <laughs> this is unusually. <laughs> these are some unusually bad <laughs> What is in the water? What is going on? Cover that up. You know what? Let's just All right. for okay. good for good measure. Everyone every, cross if every your lad legs. could lean at an angle, please. <laughs> so these are some of the worst weens I've ever seen. <laughs> believe this <laughs> you'll never work in this town with a ween like that okay this is the assumption that we're gonna have to make it's the only <laughs> thing that makes sense it's a charitable assumption <laughs> charitable. we're assuming best intent which is that they were protected they're hiding some of the most heinous members these weak weens <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot they're not for for public consumption. Public consumption. Mm-mm. Liana, <laughs> you said, is the plot of this film, they're terrible at basketball? <laughs> Numerous scenes. Pretty much in any scene where we weren't seeing a woman get undressed yeah. or be undressed by someone else, yeah. it was just a man chiding somebody for they, doing terrible at the basketball game. They did keep doing that. Why were they talking about tackling? That was must have been football. Yeah, it was also football season, I guess, to show that time had passed. And, you know, it sort of got me thinking, I guess, because it's a small town in America. Yeah. A big part of culture in, in towns in America is the yeah. sports team, the local sports team. A so if, you're, if yours is shit, then your life is bad. Yeah, sports is a big part of culture in towns. I've often said that. 
What my only note I want to say before we move on to badges and trages. Yes, I did please. not realize that Dwayne was Jeff Bridges. What? I knew immediately I from the shape of his neck. I didn't realize the way that. that his neck goes into his face, kind of like a thumb does. And I then mean, he made a sound. I was like, "Oh my god, that's Jeff Bridges!" And then he made a sound. <laughs> yeah, because Jeff Bridges just... has sounded the same his whole life. It was just kind of like, "Whoa!" I can't believe little... you didn't know that was Jeff Bridges. Did nope. you know that we had seen? Sybil Shepherd before? Definitely, yeah. Mm. But she was also the mom from Psych, so I got I got Ah, uh, that her. makes sense. Yeah. You didn't the whole time I was watching it, staring at her, I was like, Who is this woman? She has I had knew to that play, I'd seen her before, but I had no idea that it was from really, Taxi Driver. I really like her and she has had to do just the worst stuff. Yeah. She I mean, being an actress in the seventies must have been absolute garbage. And then she dated Peter Bogdanovich and did two more movies with him. Oh, awful. Ugh. Women's awful. rights have really come so far. Did your local basketball team just lose a game 121 points to something tragic? Take a second to recover, to rebound, if you will. We'll be right back. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today 
and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Well, Liana, shall we move on to Badges and Trashes? Please. Yes, this This is, of course, where we award the film Badges for... Burgers for free. Burgers. For burgers, comma, complimentary. (laughs) And and Trashes for... Total Eclipse of the Peen. (laughs) You couldn't see any one of them. They were totally eclipsed. We have to cover all of these up. Okay. Um, (laughs) Badges. I have a badge for November 14th, 1951. This was written on the chalkboard in the classroom. And it was right when I was starting to get itchy, wondering what year it was, please. And then they told us. Perfect. I have a badge for her mom, as discussed, the striking woman. She really was. She was one of the better characters. um, The best, one of the best characters in the movie. And then just like uh, a a standout character from the list, I'd say. Mm. She interested me. Ooh, I love that. Badge for someone said, hold your horses. <laughs> and it's just so important when somebody says that in all earnestness. I, oh, she shut down. <laughs> oh, we lost it. <laughs> oh, no. I have a badge for, I have a badge for the yodeling kid from the video in Walmart. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Because they sang the song, the daddy, and as if we cut it for some reason, I talked about how I think yodeling is cool, but it mm. mostly made me think of him, Mason, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, um, Mason. Ramsey? Mason Gordon Ramsey? Uh, badge for all the dogs. There oh. were more than one dog. There was more than one dog. There actually were several dogs. Huh. And also, I think there was a photo of a dog huh. or maybe a poster of dogs. There, there were dogs. There were dogs. I have a badge for, oh, one thing I, in uh, one stylistic thing that I actually was like, mm, I like that, is mm. the passage of time. Sometimes like mm. when they, they went to Mexico, but we never actually saw them there. Or there were times where they like, it, they said they had sex or something, but we didn't see it. Or yeah. they, you know, they had certain moments like that where it was, they, they time jumped. And I was like, oh, thank God. Just, oh my gosh. Move it along. My next badge, my final badge, and actually a bertage, a badge slash trage, is a ba- a bertage for a sombrero to show that time has passed. <gasps> we love that. It was so, that actually was very funny and felt a little bit, I don't know, <laughs> problematic. Questionable. Uh-huh. Just trying to represent going to Mexico with two white guys <laughs> wearing sombreros. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But it was an effective way of showing like, oh, the weekend is over. They're coming back. Questionable, but effective. Questionable, but effective. Um, a bertage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked that that element. Um, my final badges are, what's on your feeble mind, Dwayne? Oh, great. I love that. When she flips the switch and she's like, I'm done with this man. The way she talked yep. to him was so good. Mm. And then I have a badge for generally the actresses. 
Again, mm. they made the women in this movie do some stupid stuff, but the actresses yeah. all brought it. Like there was some good yeah. acting in this movie. They they prioritized the acting. Mm. Yes. All right. Trages. Trage, obviously, for unnecessary boob. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Particularly yeah, that first, that administrative hookup scene in the car. Literally all that they do is have her take her top off and then she puts it back on. Like there's no reason for that to have happened. There's an unbelievable amount of boob. Mm. Unbelievable. Uh, agreed on that. And then in a similar vein, no peen scene. Trage for <laughs> no peen. Full women. Mm-hmm. All, we saw everything. We saw yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. But no mm-hmm. peen. Total double, double standard. Yeah. Trage for the basketball coach referring to women as females. Oh my gosh. He also Ugh. says, you know, but you know, women, there's always something wrong with them. Oh my God. This movie was... Mm. Trage for absolutely zero foreplay happens in the was, many, oh my God. many sex scenes. And you're like, that woman is Whoa. dry as a bone. Exactly. A trage for... She shoved the cat off her bed. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> yeah she like threw that cat like how how uh what's her name later throws the throws the coffee against the wall oh my god that famous scene she all but does that with the cat she shoves it simple shepherd is poor cat pissed Mm. um a trage for i just have to acknowledge this is a really weird scene that was equally it was just so insane and it didn't feel very heavy but it's mm. insane that it happened and like a, a man this man that Sybil Shepherd thinks is really hot greets her I guess he's supposed to be so like sexually aware and like this guy who understands sex and she really wants to do it he mm-hmm. greets her by just sort of tapping her crotch which is something <laughs> no one has done in the history of time mm-hmm. well um, as like a sexy greeting and it's yeah. ridiculous, mm-hmm. but it's also really bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. There's no way really to describe this action. That scene was It really was like insane. a low five. Yeah, it was. Mm. It was insane. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It was unacceptable. It was it inappropriate. Was what it was was unacceptable. It was unacceptable. Transfer is so sexist. Oh my gosh. Unbelievably. Oof. Like in every way, on every level. Mm-hmm. Like why are they always why why is yeah. this woman always crying? Why yep. is this went one out of its way? Mad? Yeah, yep. Um, trage for just so much nudity, so much mm-hmm. unnecessary nudity. Trage for this lighting is not giving winter. There were certain scenes where people would walk into a building from outside and pretend that they had just been very very cold, but the lighting outdoors was far too bright and had a warmth to it. That made me think this was not wintertime. You know how winter light is much weaker, much waterier? Yeah. Yeah. This was not that. I have a trage for racist remarks. A few oh, very racist remarks. Oh my god. A trage for all this open-eyed kissing. <laughs> Ugh. The least sexy movie. Ugh. Um, trage for this makes sex look so boring. Yes. Terrible. Truly terrible. Trage for speaking about pussy in a way that is degrading. Yes. I, as Smokey the Bear, was Uh pointing at the film. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't really know how to say Trage for, like, there are a few that aren't even really worth saying because they're, like, so offensive, the things that Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. But there's a few very sort of dark 
mm. moments, like ugly story elements in which mm-hmm. there's like a, a character ugly, who cannot yeah. give consent is yep is in a position that is really and it's um, always weird because it's just like a side dangerous. character it gets very glossed yeah. over they're crimes Strange. is what they are they're, they're crimes, crimes. <laughs> there's some crimes that happen yeah a trash for this racist song there's a racist song that plays a couple times in the movie like uh trash for they're eating turtles at the lake that's crazy excuse me that's crazy excuse me Turtles have rights now. A trash for Texas propaganda. There's a scene where everybody's singing the Texas state song. And I said, hey, whoa, come on. Hey. Trash for the camera far too close. On At some point, there were so many men like here to the camera. And it was crazy. Uh, trash for the woman who inherits the cinema that then closes says to the two leads she's like oh if sam were still alive i think it could stay open but i just didn't have the know-how they didn't even let the woman do business and my final tragedy is a trage for racism which is that jeff bridges says something crazy racist at the end of the movie it's insane Mm-hmm. well Woo! those are all our tragedies yeah oh yeah Oh, yeah, baby. Well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Liana, shall we move on to our next segment? Yes, please. The Yes, Please, which, of course, is how to pretend you've seen this film. This yeah. is for... <laughs> I'm not sure when this will happen to you, because I've never heard of this movie before, and I think I may go to my grave not having to hear about it again. <laughs> but on you, the off chance... You are at a, a town dance? Yeah. The yeah. Christmas dance? <laughs> the Christmas town dance. In the town? Uh, all of your neighbors and friends are gathered there. Everybody knows who's having an affair with whom. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're just trying to do your little little line dance thing on your own. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Sunny do mm. over to you. Yes, the man with the smallest mouth in town. <laughs> and he yeah. says, hey, this, this really reminds me of um, my favorite movie. This really reminds me of my favorite movie. <laughs> this is my favorite movie. Uh, like, what? I can barely hear you. Um, uh, have you ever seen um, boobs before? Uh, sorry, what? Yes, what? Excuse me? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite movies. Um, it has it's it, it's really a movie. At the end of the day, it's a movie about a town. It's mm-hmm. um it's called The Last Picture Show. Um, uh, I'm gonna tell you about it. I think while we keep dancing. And in order to stop Sunny from eloping with you <laughs> about this movie, we're gonna give you a few sentences you can say to pretend that you saw the movie, the movie The Last Picture Show. Sonny, listen, I've seen the last picture show, and it actually reminded me of a gorgeous piece of tossed popcorn merchandise, now available for purchase. Simply and correctly stating, babe, that movie wasn't good. It was just in black and white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Sonny, I have seen the last picture show. That movie, if I had to say what it was about, um, it seems like the... A tour was trying to tell us that it was about time, aging, 
sex, mm. life. Mm. Um, and I guess, uh, I guess all of that adds together to be sort of nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, you know what it is? It's about a town. Mm. Yes, Sonny, I've seen the last picture show. There's a line in it that accurately portrays a different moment of the film, which is sort of the weanless scene at the pool. And that line is, everything is flat and empty here. Where my weans at? <laughs> hey, where my weans at? It's flat in here. It's flat, flat and empty. Where the weans? Where the weans go? There's the no ween scene where no peen is seen. Mm. Uh, Great, perfect. Yes, Sonny, I have seen the film, The Last Picture Show. There's something, there's something really interesting in that movie uh, with mm. Sybil Shepherd's character, very, very intelligently thought out. Her character, <laughs> at first it seems like she maybe is genuinely looking for a connection, but then you realize... Her character is really just looking for excitement, which is very yes. subtly portrayed by her uh, getting ma- up by her eloping with Sonny and then immediately trying to get the cops to follow them. Very subtle. I think that this mm. is a movie by a man who understood women. <laughs> Sonny, I'm going to leave you with a sentence that confused me for so long and I'm hoping it'll do the same to you so that you just go stand in the corner and don't speak to me for the rest of the night. Chicken fry me a steak and try to use meat this time. Oh, I wanted to eat that food so bad. That burger looked so good. Oh, that's so interesting. Yes, Sonny, I have seen the film. I have seen the film, The Last Picture Show. My greatest takeaway from that movie is that by the end, almost every character, even the ones you didn't think of as that big of a character, end up getting a classic, perhaps Orson Welles-esque, zoomed in monologue in which a character in black and white just talks talks about their life as the camera zooms in slowly woo and now that you have sent Sonny Uh, hay hay riding hay riding (laughs) away away we can sashay into our next segment, Should You Watch This Or, in which we tell you if we think you should watch this movie or if you should do absolutely something else with your time. I, partway through this movie, wrote mm. down. Yes. Wrote down. I want to see exactly how I said it. Oh, yeah. I wrote down, OMG, don't watch this movie. Yeah. Perfect. So, like, just don't watch it. They're, don't absolutely. watch this. Please. Um, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. What would uh, you say? I would say something you can watch instead. If you want to watch something with small town vibes, mm-hmm. that is exactly the opposite in mm. terms of wholesomeness. This was an, actu- an actually wholesome piece of entertainment uh, with no, also no peen in it. Mm. Oh. You can watch the show The Middle. I love that show. It is similarly to this, unfortunately, very white, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it is so cute, so wholesome. There are small town vibes, but instead of everybody having affairs with each other, it's more like they help each other, like fix each other's roof and whatever. And the characters are fun and goofy. Yeah. And I love them. Yes. 
I love that show so much. It's so funny. Aww. Liana, what Hello. would you say you can do instead? If you are looking for small town vibes, yeah. run-ins with law enforcement, yeah. desert landscapes, oh, and, and thirsty, dehydrated people. To joy. Jeff Bridges. Okay. <laughs> you should watch the movie Stick It. The perfect gymnastics film, the definitive gymnastics film, okay. I would say. Have you seen this movie? No, I've never heard of it. Oh my God, I've seen it so many times because it would always be on TV and I would always watch the entirety of it from wherever it started from on the television. It is so good. It stars Missy Peregrine, I think is her last name. And the women in this movie are so strong and so powerful. And there are so many training montages and they do such good gymnastics. But it's also fun and funky. She's got pals who are silly. I love this movie. Oh. It's hilarious. It's wonderful. Also, no ween scene. And Jeff Bridges is there doing his sort of neck okay. into ch- thumb energy. That's but perfect. I think he's great in it. That sounds exactly the same as this movie, but with all the yes. bad parts. Oh gone. my God. And scenes in a diner. Uh, okay. That's it. There's uh-huh. the movie. Uh huh. And do you know what? Stick it would be a perfect thing to say when receiving a member. And you've stuck it. <laughs> stuck the landing. It's You stuck the landing. <laughs> Sienna, what would you rate the film The Last Picture Show? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, I know. Sh- gosh. <laughs> I feel weird because my rating system has changed. I forgot that I didn't give Pulp Fiction a negative because I forgot that I did that. Um, ooh, um, I did think some of the acting in this movie was good. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll give this movie. Um, I'm gonna give it a point three out of five. Weird eye patches. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I don't, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, I started yeah, yeah. watching it, I described it to my roommate as a terrible movie. So I think that tells me something. I did think that there were some, uh, great acting moments and especially opportunities for some of the actresses in it. Um, mm-hmm. but like, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not going to watch it again. Oh yeah. Um, and then there were some of the weirdest and most offensive scenes. Mm. Uh, Liana, what do you think? I will give this movie 0.5 turtles out of five. Huh. I really enjoyed the realist mother. Yes. I thought she was great. The rest of it was sort of horrifying to behold. But one thing that has separated it from recent movies on the list that we've had to watch is I was actually able to watch the whole movie because there wasn't an unbelievable amount of violence oh, that's taking point. up most of the scenes. That's a good point. It was not a comfortable or pleasant watch, but nobody exploded so i was actually able to view the entire thing i was incredibly confused by it the whole time but i saw mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. so 0.5 turtles out of five huh yeah <laughs> and now cows trample the whole experience oh, away take and them we are they free. take those cows to montana 
Um, wow. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening to this episode of Toss Popcorn. You can follow Ooh. us at Toss Popcorn on Twitter, hmm. on Instagram, hmm. mostly Instagram, hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and on uh, TikTok. We are also on Patreon at patreon.com slash Toss Popcorn. Lots yeah. of good, good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and join us next week when we will be watching. Ooh. What's it going to be? I think I remember for once. Do the right thing. Hell yeah. This movie didn't. <laughs> this movie did not. It did many things. Been, this wrong. movie did not do the right thing. Thank, Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. Because she needs to say, the eagle, <laughs> <laughs> she grab say <laughs> the eagle has landed. She can grab both and say, the eagle has landed. I have seen the beanpole and it is imminent. <laughs> Message the pool cue is Message in. received. <laughs> Message received. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> that's that's reel them in. I hooked one. You know, oh, anything. God. Really anything. Horrible. Write in, listener. What do you say when you've received a member? I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.